Welcome to The Real Deal, where God, His purposes, and His people are celebrated. I'm Rachel Inouye, bringing you encouragement through real life, people, and their stories. It's The Real Deal. Hey, let's get started. Today's a big day. You know why? Okay, why? Because I get to interview Scott Flum, okay. one of my favorite people on the planet. You got a low bar for a big day. Uh, no, that's day. not true. It's a big day. And I also have always wanted to interview you. And this is now our opportunity. So I'm okay. snagging you. What I want to do from the very beginning is do something I do at the beginning of every Real Deal podcast. Okay. To get people used to your voice and mine. Okay. So you're going to answer these. There's no right or wrong. Just whatever you would say describes you as fast as you can. Introvert, extrovert. Uh, both. Okay. Coffee, tea. Neither. <laughs> Dog, cat, either, neither. All of the above. Morning bird or night owl? Night owl. Books or movies? Movies. Silence or music? Music. Are you leaned in or laid back? Uh, yes. I think you both. <laughs> I, okay. Shower, bath? Shower. Driver, passenger? Driver. Eat in or dine out? Either. Both. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Now, you know that this podcast is called The Real Deal. Okay. And that my dad, Richard, was R.D., Richard Dean yeah. Hagen, and he always said, just be the R.D., be he, the real deal. He was And he encouraged us to be the real deal. So I really like being Rachel. Yeah. Like, I've never really wanted to be Joyce or Sharon or my sisters yeah. or somebody else. I mean, there's things about people that I admire that, or I think, oh, God, let me have some of that or glean from them by friendship. But I really don't want to be them. I want to be the real deal, you yeah. know. And so that means authentic. Like he would always say, leather should be leather. Wooden That's things right. should be made of wood. They shouldn't <clears throat> be fake wood, you know. And items that in the art world, he would call them the real McCoy, meaning it yep. was what it looked like. You right. went over there and you didn't think, oh, crud, it's fake, right? So because it's called The Real Deal and there's people that tune in that are the real dealers, I have only interviewed people that I think are the real deal. So I honor you, Scott. I respect who you are. You are the real deal. You never try to be anybody other than Scott. I've never seen you put on airs or act different or pretend that you're not from the small town in Minnesota. You just mm-hmm. are who you are. And so, first of all, I respect you. Thank you for doing this. Thank you. I'm Is not there... smart enough to be anything other than the real deal. <laughs> honestly. I have. I don't have a memory to remember if I had faked it, so I have to be real. You have so. to be honest and real. Well, I appreciate yep. that. So is there somebody in your life, you may have one, you may have two, you may not have one, that you remember they were the real deal, and they were who they were, and how did that affect you? That's a good question. I think I had a lot of people who, maybe instead of finding individual people who ha- who are totally the real deal, I think I picked up the real deal from all the people. I Like characteristics of them kind yeah, of? Yeah. I pick up the part that is real in them, and that is what I relate to versus one person that, you know, that had a profound effect on me. I think every relationship I have, it's a little piece of them in me, and I in them, I hope. And that's that's probably... A more accurate the way I perceive yeah. life. Eat the meat, spit out the bones. Yeah. When you're with someone, you take what you liked about them. Yeah, and I think real deal. God really, I don't think he makes mistakes, and I think he makes a piece of everyone who has a real deal in them. <clears throat> Maybe it's not their whole deal, but the, the quicker you get down to the real deal with them, <clears throat> the more real your relationship can yeah. be with them. So. Uh-huh, uh-huh. 
Because otherwise you're dancing around all the surface right. stuff and forever. I don't, I don't need to dance. No, you, you really do go deep with people right away because you want to know them. Like if you have an evening with somebody, you typically end up the interviewer who asks right. questions and finds out things about them so that they know who they are. But also then you're richer for knowing that. Yeah, you're really, really is. good at that. So Bill Johnson is a pastor that says, you know, we can celebrate who people are without stumbling over who they aren't. Or he says, call out the gold without tripping over their dirt. Mm -hmm. And I would say that you really are good at that, Scott. You do know that people have struggles. You do know that people have flaws. But you find the gold in them. You mine for it sometimes. And you call mm -hmm. it out and call it up into the kingdom. And that can be challenging in people. There's days yeah. when I, like even this time during vacation, I'm like, oh, Scott Flum asks me, how am I doing? <laughs> am I really stewarding this gift or what have I done with it? But that's really good. And it calls mm. people to a higher level. And it's because you believe in them. It's yeah. not because you're nagging at them. So I really do appreciate I how think you we're all called people. To, I think we're all called to be treasure hunters, actually. Yes. And, and so, and you need to find that treasure in that person you meet, even if it only... Even if you only have 60 seconds, um, you can usually, or, or maybe you point something out to them that everyone else knows, but they don't mention, like uh, how beautiful their hair is or how their, their smile is or their countenance. And then other people are so used to that, they don't mention it. And then it gets unsaid and that person goes, well, yeah, maybe I'm not, or maybe, and I think we're called to be treasure hunters and uncover that treasure so it shines again so. amen you really are good at that um so unpack a little bit about treasure and treasured and people shine because you kind of that's become something i don't think you meant for it to be something that's a signature of yours but it really is and it really fits the podcast because at the end i'm like rachel anyway celebrating your significance mm -hmm. and the genius of god in you that's not just a tagline of mine i really want to celebrate people's significance right and the genius of god in them is different than the genius of god in scott or in rachel so Talk about anything treasured related or shine because it's part of your heart. Well, I think, number one, there is no normal. There's only unique. There is nobody Amen. on the planet, period, has ever been Amen. or will ever be that thinks like you do. Period. Their brain, isn't, their brain isn't wired the same. And when you think, you lay down concrete in your brain. So it does affect you. So I try not to let a thief. I'd never let a thief into my house and steal my most valuable Treasures possessions. Of, yes. Mm -hmm. I certainly don't want to let a thief into my brain and try and steal my thoughts and make it toxic. And that's more important than my computer or anything they could steal at my house. So number one, I think we are all unique. And, and the more we understand that, we go, wow, I have God put me on this planet for a special reason that no one else <laughs> is. And so I think daughters really need to hear that because... I think somehow man had the father's had, our role has been either taken away or we haven't stood up, and so I think it's a missing piece. If you if you take prison or sex trafficking or anything, if you have a father that's involved, those statistics are just enormously better, mm -hmm. and so that's the obvious fact of it but the more personal level is i think we all have what in the flum family we call our shine it's your soul your heart your identity your natural talents and your experience mm -hmm. they all work together to 
compile who you are. And when you're doing your shine, you're attractive to society because you're doing what God made right. you to do. Right. And you're successful and you're feeling good every day is a Saturday. It's it's just so fun. And then when you're doing your shine, you reflect God's glory to oh. others. And I just pray that we shine so I think you mentioned this, that we shine so bright that it blinds Satan and mm-hmm. and then and yet draws people to us like a, a, on a hill. So Yeah. So I one of my important most important jobs as a father, I I thought, was to help my children find their shine. Yeah. So all of them, I think, are doing their shine right now, and they're all really successful. Yep, and not one like the other. No, nope. they're, they're individuals, and they don't have they don't have real jobs. They're all weird jobs, mm-hmm. but they fit them mm-hmm. uh, exactly. And and so I think all of them get up in the morning and they really like what they do. Yeah, workwise. Yeah. So that's important. And then I was blessed to have I owned a company with another gentleman that uh, made the videos for Raising a Modern Day Night. Right. Where you teach uh, your sons how to enter into manhood. Right. It was terrific. And then we'd get these emails back from the dad saying, hey, you know, I am a son, so I know a little about being a son. And I loved the book and the video, but when's the one coming out on daughters? Right. And I'd go, that's a good point. So yeah. we asked Robert Lewis, who wrote Raising a Modern Day Night, we we asked everybody, and we tried. Ghostwriters yep. didn't work. And then finally Robert said, well, you write it. And I go, I can't write it. I'm a just a dumb insurance guy. I can't <laughs> write it. And so uh, the Lord... He downloaded incur- things to you. So I did it. So I wrote it. and then, But it was a compilation of all my thoughts. And then I went to a psychologist, Glenn Pickering, who's a, a very wise guy with many hours of psychiatry and and he said there's a good book in here but this isn't a good book okay and i go that's a very nice way to say it well, he's hunting for the gold and yes. not tripping over yeah. the dirt <laughs> so i said will you help me write it so he did and so it has the meat of all the thousands of hours he's worked with people and with daughters and then it has i so i took a lot of my ideas and his ideas and put them into easy to understand acronyms so that's what we did. And we came up with a book called Treasured. And then we came up with a dating book called Treasured Dates. And and I, I haven't shared this with you, but I'm really excited because I think my goal is to, I like being a giver. And so I think I would like to figure out a way to give every father who wants it uh, a bracelet with a, a charm of the date they're going to take their daughter on because mm. it's one thing to do a date but if I, if someone had said to me do a date I'd have messed it all up I'd have said mm. you know have you done your homework you know why haven't you done the yeah and uh, they don't want that they don't but, want it to be like now dad's grilling me they just want time yeah. with their dad in fact they one of the pieces of treasured is the lead principle and, and on a date I should listen I should empathize. Mm. I should ask good questions, then give direction. And as a dad, we all want to jump to the direction part. No, we haven't even earned that right. We haven't listened to them. We haven't listened to their problem. We haven't empathized. Oh, I'm sorry you're going through that. And um, Ask good questions. That's huge to ask. Right. And then give direction. Like we give an example of a, 
of a dad who is really excited because it's his daughter's like fifth or sixth birthday and she got a brand new bike with streamers on it's beautiful and he's going to teach her how to ride a bike and he is so excited they've been waiting for this saturday so they're out there the neighbors are watching everyone's excited and he gets a phone call and it's from his biggest account and he goes honey can you just wait one second and i have to dig take this as daddy's big account and, and he goes in well she thinks you know no one's more important to me than my dad and she thinks, I would love to impress him more than anyone on the planet. So I'm going to try riding this thing without him uh-huh. now that the training wheels are off. So she gets up on the bike and the neighbors are all watching and she's pretty excited. And she gets up and she makes it, you know, two, three pedals and she hits something and she falls over, skins her knee and she's crying. And she runs into her dad and she's crying, Dad, I'm yeah. getting up my yeah. knee. What's the thing the dad says? I told you to stay there. He just wrecked everything. That was her heart and yeah. why she even did it. Because a daughter has three important questions, according to Glenn. And that is, am I important to you? Will you protect me? And am I beautiful inside and out? And he failed on all. He says, am I important to you? Nope. The phone call was more important. Will mm-hmm. I protect you? Nope, I didn't. And are you beautiful inside now? I, I don't know if that's true or not. And so what does she do? She goes to her mom. And what does her mom do? Her mom listens. Oh, and gives her a big hit, t- uh, physical yeah. touch. And what happened, honey? I'm so sorry you went through this. Then she asks her good questions. You know, how could we do this better? And then, so it's... it. A dad, if you do what naturally happens, I think it won't happen. So that we have to kind of encourage him to give insight. Because I would, I would have blown it if I was the dad. Look how different it would have been if when they'd have come in, yeah. he'd have done the lead principle. And, oh, you know what, honey, I'm so sorry I wasn't out there. And she's crying. I give her a big hug. And I said, you know what, someday that attitude you have of getting up on that bike and going... That's going to make you very successful. Yeah. You're a pioneer you're, of sorts. Yeah. You're going to go for it. You could be the next president of the United States. But for right now, how could I do? How could we work on this better as a team? Mm. So when I come back, I'll try not to be on the phone, and and you kind of try and listen to Daddy a yeah. little more. How much better would it have been if you'd have done that? Mm-hmm. And, and just so it isn't just when you're young. How about when it's older and she's doing her homework yeah. and she's she's on her. She gets a phone call, and she so she doesn't do her homework on her tests. And the next night, how'd you do on your test? Well, I got a D. Well, I told you, if you weren't on your phone all the time, why were you doing that? Instead, he would have found out that her boyfriend broke up with her by texting her. And she was distraught. He didn't even listen. He didn't find out her problem or empathize. Didn't protect her. He didn't show her she was important. Yeah. So it can have an all-through life. So the treasured principles are to try and and um, encourage people. It would be tips for dads so they don't blow it. Yeah, yeah. So because that's you, kind of that. you're like a natural encourager and a natural trainer also. You don't want to just encourage people and then move on. You want for them to be changed, for right. them to be modifying something, transitioning, moving yeah. into a way where they can be a better dad of a treasured daughter. Yeah, my whole... 
That'll leave a huge footprint. My whole goal, even at my work at Federated, is every time I see that person, I just want to make a positive impact that person financially, educationally, emotionally, and spiritually. And if I've done that, I, I just leave all the rest to God. Yep. I'll be successful more than I can imagine if I just do that. Yeah. So. And you know, Scott, how did... Okay, so you are very successful at Federated. God has blessed you in that. But then you also just bless others. You wouldn't, you know, it says given you will receive good measure, yeah. pressed down, shaken together, running over. But it also says whatever you receive, give. And you do that. You really are super generous and you, you've stayed at a place for a very long time. Can you touch on why that is? Is it because you do those things and then you're like, hey, great day? It, that's, a, that's a great question. People say, well, why are your numbers so different than everyone else? And I go, well, number one, it ain't me. If you think it's me, you're crazy because I am not that good. I'm. There's no way you can explain it. I mean, God made it so such a big difference so that we couldn't explain it. Okay. Which I'm grateful for. But him. you show up, which causes means you yeah. have to be there. So that yeah, part's important. And, but even that is God. Okay. Even he they say, but you're you're good at what you're doing. Yeah, but that's even my gift from Him. Right. I didn't do it. Uniqueness. And so, and then I. I I always thought that, it, well, if God thought tithing was a good idea to give back to him, why wouldn't that be the same idea to give back to my accounts? And so I just, I've always done it. People say, oh, you're doing, you just give back now gifts every time you see someone because you've got money and you're successful. I go, nope. I did that from day one yep. when I didn't yep. have anything. Yep. They say if you do it for 30 cents <clears throat> or $3, you do it yeah. for $3 million or, you know, whatever. Yep. It's the truth. Yeah. So uh, I want to be the guy that when they see in the grocery store, they don't go, oh, God, there's Scott Flum, but let's run to the <laughs> let's other Let's go lane. to a different yeah. aisle eight. Quick, no. let's leave. I really want to be a, a faucet instead of a drain. So and when I, I hope when people see me, they go, oh, let's go talk to them, you know, and I want to be a filler upper instead of a drain. And yeah, I, you really are. Yeah, in so. fact, we were pedaling the bikes on the way to go get some coffee the other day. We're on Collier Boulevard and somebody yells, Scott Flung. We, oh, yeah. ah, we eat our <laughs> yeah. breaks and we hop off because somebody noticed you. They yeah. didn't go, oh, I see Scott Flum. Let's cross over, go to yeah. the other side of the street. So you really, your aim really I haven't is, seen that guy in 40 years. Really? Yeah. He recognized you, and, and stopped and visited, yeah, chatted with chat. him. Well, you do know a lot of people, but it's also because you also like to meet new people. So right. you're always gathering more. Yeah. It's like you're like Velcro, you know, to, to people. It's, it's fun really to hear their story. I mean, yeah. why else would God have you intersect with them? You right. Know? Okay, so you grew up in a small town. Yep. Tell me something about something you remember about your youth. Because it's probably yeah. formed who you are now. It did a lot. And I get a little emotional. You can get emotional. <laughs> it's part of your story. So, so I grew up in a little town called Kenyon, Kenyon. Minnesota. And, and the reason I get emotional is because... It's dear to you, too. Yeah, and my dad died when I was 15. So that's when you start needing a dad. Yep. Oh, when I was, uh, when we were out raising Monday night, they said that age 13, 14, 15, most trying times in, in a young man's life. You know, you got pimples and zits. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And your voice is changing. And all the girls like the older guys, and they yeah. don't like you. And for all those reasons. Anyway, that's... My dad died, and he got to see me have some athletic success, but not breaking records at that point, because I was only in ninth, going into ninth grade. Anyway, 
the good part is I was a small town, and I think I inherited about 15 dads. 15 dads, because God's yeah. good that way. Yeah. They used to fill the pews up, or and I'd have track meets. They'd come down in the, in the infield and carry my sweats, and, mm. you know, walking downtown. <clears throat> everybody knew you. Yeah. And, um, so it was pretty, it was really cool. I mean, it was a small town where, I mean, I used to go to the five and dime when I was growing up and I would just buy something and they'd put it on my dad's tab. I mean, I didn't, I didn't have any money, Yeah, you know, and so everybody knew everybody in that town. So it, it allowed me to do a lot of things, you know, be in band and choir and plays and all the sports. So I think you had that, 10 lifetimes. I mean, yeah. some kids get to do just one little lane, but because it was yes. small. So I had a great dad for the 15 years I had him, and then I had a spectacular mom. So when I get cut, she bleeds and vice versa, and she mm. lived to be almost 94. But yeah. it, it was just a town where, oh, I think because I could do so many things, then that helps you relate to people. If they don't like sports, maybe they like choir, or they like band. Yep. You knew it all. Yeah, so it it allowed me to have a broader range of uh things that I was interested in that I could relate to them. Let's pause a second. If you are enjoying The Real Deal with Rachel in a way, subscribe, rate, and review it. I appreciate your support. All right, back to The Real Deal. I'm just hearing like small town, big foundation. Right. The big was the foundation that it laid in you. Yeah. Because you you have such a launching pad for lots of different things. Where I do think you connect easily with people. Yeah. In a variety of ways and reasons. You'll find out, you know, is it music that you can get in on with them? Is it theater? Is it magic? Is it uh, sports? Is it boating? Is it, you know, yeah. whatever. You do find a connection easily with people. Yeah. I think we're we're meant to be dot com connectors. I yes. mean, my I, I deal it. with an attorney and we work with estate plans with people and he is so good. The first, you know, half an hour we're just talking, he's finding out more about your life and yep. by the time we're done, he knows somebody who knows somebody yep. who this and then everyone feels more comfortable and his name is Lee Hansen. I learned that from him and it what is uh it, again, that's from meeting somebody and doing a a treasure hunt and then the, the great thing is we get to keep part of that treasure because we learn something so yes my job is fabulous all i have to do is i'm basically build relationships and solve problems that's my whole whole job and i get paid this is crazy <laughs> i get paid for visiting with people and they're some of the smartest business people in the whole state of minnesota yeah. I should be paying them to learn from it. And then I get to ask them questions. How'd you get here? Yeah. You know, what would you change if you had it all over again? What are you learning right now in your business? What what have you read that changed your life? I mean, so uh, the people I deal with, you get to be their good friends yes. because they can't share with their employees. It shows vulnerability. They can't, if they talk to their lawyer, it costs them money or yeah. their accountant. Their wife doesn't understand their business right. a lot of times. The way you do. So it's me. Yeah. That or the barber or the yeah. bartender. Might as well be yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's exactly right. And and so that's so I find about out about challenges with kids yes. or marriage before other people. Yeah. And the good part is hopefully when they get me 
they're getting more than just someone who can copy their policies and give them a yes. cheaper price. They're getting someone that's a 2 a.m. friend yep. that they can call. And I, in fact, I tell them, if you want just some guy who isn't going to be involved in your life, go pick someone else. Yeah, I'm not the guy. Because I'm, I'm going to really care about you. Yeah. And um, and uh, you do. Yeah. You yeah. care about your accounts. You you know so, them. You know their situation. I do. You... They're like family. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I and I wouldn't. I won't do it if it if it's not like that. So, well, I think you're really, 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 really good at it. Okay, I want to ask you. Well, first of all, number one, I have this hard problem where I always want to go back and touch on the other things. But it's okay. when you talked about fathers and treasured, you really are reflecting God. Because he didn't say he was our boss and we're his employees. He didn't say he was a general and we're his soldiers. He really said, I'm the father. When you pray, say, our father, who is yep. in heaven. He, he's the model is father. He is. And you father people, even though you had a short time of being fathered by your own dad. He abhors a vacuum. So he gave you lots of fathers. He did. And you have lots of examples of people that fathered you. So number one, I just think that's amazing. But then also, God the Father is with us during storms. And we grow during storms because we know he's near. Because this is called the real deal, real life, real people, and mm-hmm. a real God. Is there any storm in your life, either that you've walked through with somebody else or in your own life, where you knew God was near? And what do you want to share about it? Whatever. Because that's when we know he's close. Well, number one, when you lose your dad at 15, I don't think there's much, there's not bigger a lot storm. of bigger storms nope. than that. So I learned... I. I drove the car and bought the groceries when I was 15. So you learn to grow up pretty fast. And so everything else, and I worked a construction job, freezing out there, mixing concrete when it's 30 degrees. So they go, oh, your Burn. job is hard. And I'm going, that's not a hard job. Yeah. Go out there and freeze your yeah, yeah, toolies yeah. off, mixing <laughs> cement concrete. at 30 degrees. I hated it. <laughs> oh, so that's this job's easy. Yeah. So... We're like any family. We go through challenges, and it's windy at the top of the mountain. Don't think it's easier right? if you're successful. It, they're, they're coming after you, and and so I think... But yeah, during those trial, times, you know he's near you. He is, and I just... I'm really... I told you, I'm not smart enough. I'm very faithful, but not smart, in that I'm just going to rely on his, and if I'm going through it, it's a bummer, and... Uh, when my brother died at 60, my dad died at 60, they all had the cancer and then my mind. You know, you're not going to get out of this world avoiding struggles. And I'm sure it has made me stronger. But during those times, I'm going, okay, Lord, here we go. I'm on board. I'm putting on my armor. And I'd be uh, amiss if I didn't say... One of my life verses is Philippians 4.8. Well, and, look at and, that. I was going to ask you if there's a verse that's anchored your soul. There you go. I kind of live by that. Yes, because, you do. And it helps. You know, how you think is how you feel is how you act. And I don't think you can think one way. You can't say, oh, my wife's she does this wrong and she's terrible at this. I never should have got married. Well, nope. you're doomed because you can't think that. Because that's going to affect your emotions and you're going to act. You have to think, no, I married a a beautiful woman who's turned into a 10-cow wife and I couldn't do any better. And and so that's my mindset. So 
Philippians 4, 8 kind of encompasses that because he kind of says, okay, guys, let's just sum it all up. Yep. You know, and I like someone who sums it all up and makes it easy at <laughs> yeah. that. Let's sum it all up. He says, if you want to have joy in your life, fix your eyes. He doesn't say, you know, look over here and then look over right. here and sometimes look over here. Right. He, he says, fix your eyes on what is true. And he always starts out with truth. I think... That is a really hard thing to find in today's world because there's not a lot of truth and they say it's relative and all that. No, it's so important that when he talked about your armor, first thing he put on was a belt of truth. Yeah, yeah. And then the first thing he says, if you want to be successful and be joyful, whatever's true. Whatever's so, true because the lies are going to lead you a whole yeah. different way. So. so and that's the thing about not letting a thief in to steal your thoughts. Because if a lie gets in there, it's going to mess yeah. you up. And when we partner with the lie yep. is when we empower the liar. Yep. It, the, the lie itself is just it lies flat. But when we believe it, when that's, we partner with it, we empower the, the liar and we go that direction. So yeah, whatever is true is one of the first yeah. things from Philippians 4.8. And once you believe it, then it puts some concrete in your yep. brain. Yep. And then it's really hard to... And I think that's a lot of the problem with our divisiveness in the world today is is truth and if those lies are in your brain and you're believing them well no wonder they think like that so yeah so whatever is true and whatever is noble and pure and lovely and in the and some of the versions say good not bad and pretty right. not ugly and so that's what i try and do and if a bad i think i we were talking about this yesterday if it's an encouraging word and um, something to help people. Well, then share it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't Keep do any good in my brain. Mm -hmm. You know, I, people say, "Well, I was thinking that." Well, then say it. Yeah. And then if if it's a discouraging word, just swallow it. It's true that guys take thirty compliments to, or twelve compliments to one negative, and it's probably more than that. They say a man can live thirty days on a compliment. I think it's true. I think it's true too. So why wouldn't we help people live? And, and the bad erases the the good so quickly yes. that we really do have to. It, it, we're we're to bless, not curse. Yep, we are to bless. So I think if I if I do that and if I focus on that, life's just it's a lot easier because that's the way I think. Yeah, and, and whatever's it, pure, if it's not pure, toss yeah. it out. If it's not lovely, toss it out. One version says if whatever's of a good report. Right. Like think of the things that are bad reports, yeah. and it could be the news. It yeah. could be just the trailer that plays in our head that makes yeah. us think a bad report. That's well, right. no, wait a minute. We're not supposed to think about that. And, and sometimes we get popcorn. I say this to people. We get popcorn and a front row seat to a trailer that the lie is making in our head. Yeah. And that hasn't even played out yet. And so, no, we can't do that because that's not a good report. No. What's the good report? And then, then go ahead and sit and dwell on that all day long. Think on these mm -hmm. things, right? And I think there's really success in hard things. So people in my job, they go, well, that's really hard and stressful and all that kind of thing. Yeah, if it wasn't, they wouldn't pay me anything. Why mm -hmm. in the world would they pay me if it was an easy, easy job? Mm -hmm. So count your blessings that it's a hard job and that, that you get to do it and yeah. you get paid for it. Yeah. I mean, how terrific is that? So anytime someone's saying, that's hard, you should go, okay, great. Yeah. Because that means the whole world isn't set to accomplish that. Right. And then you will get rewarded for that. Right, right. And God gives us strength in things that are hard. My grace right. is sufficient for you. You know what I mean? So, yeah. And that's challenge thing... is a challenge for a reason. He's put you in that spot. Right. Yeah. And I have kids that 
career-wise, they show that. Yep. I mean, a magician who is, performs for yep. thousands and a yep. photographer under pressure yep. or, a, or a trainer and, yep. and a video, they're all, they all have challenging jobs. And I go, great. Yep. You want to be... Yep. That's how you're going to be rewarded on this earth for that. Yeah, and the way you've uh, blessed them with the, the positive attitude to actually root for them is the way they do with other people. Yeah. Because each one of them in their shine is are really empowering other people. I watch them. You know what I mean? They they do. They want to make other people better. They do. So they have learned that from you and Lisa, and they've learned that from God, and then they continue to perpetuate it. So number one we're called to not just leave a life, but leave a legacy. And I think you've done that mm-hmm. through your kids for sure. But I don't think you even know how far it's going to reach because you don't yeah. know the ones they're reaching just the way you've reached people that some people would never know. So in, I could talk to you forever, Scott. This could, We could do like part one, part two, part <laughs> no. three, part four. Um, but in, in closing, because we probably should wrap it up, I w- I'm wanting you to... Number one, know that you do level set with people, a real positive attitude. doesn't mean that everything's all roses with you, but you won't let yourself sit in that place that isn't of God. Because if mm-hmm. it doesn't have hope on it, it's not him. And right. I true. really appreciate that about you. doesn't mean that you don't recognize it because Abraham, uh, you know, was old and Sarah was barren. And so mm-hmm. it's like he did, That's it's right. not that he didn't understand the reality. He just understood the promise trumped it all. And he understood, nope, I'm going to take the promise that God said. Yep. And so I feel like you... You sit on the plane of the real world and the natural around you, but you will often go, wait a minute, what is the drone view? What is the higher view that I'm going to take right now and, and use scripture and, and think on that? It doesn't mean it's always easy, but you do no, level set that. But it is people. what's true. It's what's true. And people... Well, wait a minute. The true is this. It's the truth. Yeah, It's it what's the truth that has to be up That's there right. higher. Yeah. And if you're not that way, people will throw you out quickly. Yeah. If you're not... Look at these even on videos now if it's not organic or they sense something fishy or yep it's out it's out and so that's, they sniff it out fast it doesn't feel yeah. true i think that's good because mm-hmm. i don't have a good memory so if if i if i'm just myself that's the easiest part if i have to fake it oh my gosh i'm thinking what did i do did <laughs> what did i say about myself yes. <laughs> if i made it oh, up it was that lies. would be terrible no 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 so no i want to thank you for your generosity and allowing us to even be here with you but also just continually, uh, yeah, I'll get emotional too, but just rooting for me, rooting for Michael, rooting for our marriage, rooting for our kids. They know that Uncle Scott loves them. Michael, Andrew, Grace, they do. And that's huge because when you said those people in Kenyon, you knew they were for you. You knew you had extra dads. You're not my kid's dad, but you're an uncle to them. You're a friend to my husband. You're a friend to me. And it's worth gold to me and I think God in his sovereignty allowed us to be friends and I'm really grateful for you I respect you highly I love you deeply and I'm grateful for your family so who now that we're both bald (laughs) I would (laughs) would would you just bless people with with truth and bless people with a good mindset and release whatever you carry because you can't give away five dollars if you don't have five dollars in your wallet right and you do give away a good attitude so that doesn't mean you're going to fix people, but there is something you carry in the spirit that I would like you to release. It doesn't have to be a flowery prayer. Just bless the people, and then if it's okay, I'd bless you and end the thing. And one last thing is, Land the I, one thing I learned is yeah. uh, from my mother is that appreciation is such a great 
character trait yeah. and quality because it's the one the Bible talks about it. It'll extend your life. Yes, and it, and it, it did and, hers. Yeah, and it actually it changes your whole bloodstream, and yep. so you'll feel better, and you're more positive, and you'll overcome obstacles. And, and because I think it's you that said, "There's you don't have any gifts without a giver." Amen. And, and it's all from God. So I think appreciation is a gigantic. Yep. And so I appreciate being your kids' spiritual uncle. Mm. Yeah, you do. They they know you root for them. They know you're interested in yeah, them. Yeah, what a blessing and that sometimes is. we just need somebody that comes alongside us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Doesn't direct us or fix us or just, just says, hey, what you doing? Yeah. And, you know, what you doing? What are you doing? And how is that? <laughs> yeah, I, I really appreciate it. And the friend that you are to my husband and to me, it, it's been a real treasure to use that back. Yeah. It's been a real treasure. So I'm grateful. And I believe there's many, many years to come. Lots of blessings to yeah, be able to the Lord tarries. I'm on board you're as on long board. as He wants, right. as long as I'm valuable to Him. So. Yeah, you're very valuable. Okay, you okay, pray, we'll then pray. I can pray for you. Yes, Lord, I just you know, you can take down giants with a little stone. If you can use any of the insights I've had in my life or my thought process to help people, great. It's all yours anyway. It's not mine. Of every thought, so I'm I'm just grateful that uh, you've given me the opportunity to live this long and yes. and meet this many people that have influenced me in a positive way and yes. and uh, grateful beyond measure. Yeah, you know, you said you promised to provide exceedingly more than we mm-hmm. deserve. Well, mm-hmm. you certain or that I can imagine. You said, and, I, and Flum's got really good imaginations, and you've just given us far more than I can imagine. So I'm grateful. So I lift it up to you. I'm grateful for Rachel that, that I mean, I, I, I'm writing down words every night after talking with her and things that help, little tidbits that help me in my side. And I, I'm honored and, and respect so much her knowledge and memorization of God's word because if it doesn't match up with scripture, then it, I don't care what kind of idea it is. It's not right. So I'm grateful for the God's word. And, I, and for anyone out there um, listening, I'm number one thankful that you'd even listen. Mm-hmm. And, and I just pray that the Holy Spirit would touch you with how any of these things could affect, positively affect your life. Mm-hmm. And I, I give it out freely because it's not mine in the first place and just uh, grateful for the Lord and all he's provided and I just lift it up in your name Jesus Father I thank you for this time I thank you for this man I thank you for this day Lord I know that there are people on the other end of this that are going to hear and maybe they see things with um, the glass half empty or maybe they are knowing that they are a drain and not a faucet And God, you came to switch that. You came to change that. So I pray in the name of Jesus that you would bless the the listeners, Lord, today, that you would bless them with whatever is true and noble and right and Mm -hmm. lovely and of pure report. And those are the things they would think on, Lord. Mm -hmm. I thank you for the example that Scott has been to us of that and taking things from true to what's truth and trumping it and really thinking on Mm -hmm. a higher level. And I do bless him, Lord. I bless his body. I bless his marriage. I bless his children, his grandchildren. You've promised Mm -hmm. us, God, to bless us to the thousand generation, those who Mm -hmm. love and serve you. So I just thank you. I pray that you would... Um, make every single one of them like a 
like an oak, Lord, a mighty Amen. oak that has their roots down deep and that grows strong in the Lord. I thank you for his job. I thank you for his accounts. I thank you for the way he touches so Amen. many people. And I bless the sphere of influence that he has, Lord, that each time they come in contact with him, they would know they're not just coming in contact with Scott, but with the living God because Amen. he contains Amen. you by His your spirit, Lord. So I thank you. And you did bless, Lord. You said that you would bless us and Amen. that you would... Um, give us things that are exceedingly abundantly, far beyond all we could ask or imagine. And like Scott mentioned, Lord, ask as our prayer life mm. imagines our dream life. So just blow him away, God. Blow him away mm. with your goodness. And Lord, we both face hard situations. And so I just ask mm. in the name of Jesus Amen. that you would do the turnaround, that you would do yeah. the switcheroo, that you would do the thing that you are planning on doing, and that is to turn things that were meant for evil for our good. And I pray that you would be doing it, that we would be quick to give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right, painless, right? Done. <laughs> You've been listening to The Real Deal with me, yeah. Rachel Inouye, helping people it. celebrate their significance and the genius of God in them. Audio engineering by my husband, Michael Inouye. Thanks, babe. Theme music by Andrew Grace.